1: To the drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610 Sports.com, and the Odyssey app. We are expected to be joined by the San Francisco 49ers play by play voice here, Greg Papa, coming up in just a little bit to take a closer look at Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. He is actually sitting down right now. Let's go ahead and get him prepared to come sit down and let's take a closer look at this game. Greg Papa, the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers, joins us on the show today. Greg, we appreciate you taking time to
2: sit down with us. How are you, man? This is a Chief radio station? It is. We're good. We're I, good. I'm born and I, raised in I Kansas City. I have great City. respect <laughs> for, the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I did the Raiders games for 21 years. So, I, I mean, I was old. The first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl Four. And really it was called... Super Bowl four but the first three they didn't call was the AFL NFL World Championship and Lamar Hunt came up obviously with super Super Bowl Super Bowl and I remember that game you know 65 toss power trap first game I ever really watched was them take apart the Vikings 23-7 did the Raider games for 21 years and Al Davis had a great hatred for Lamar Hunt but he was tight with Hank Stram. Hank Stram actually did Raider preseason games On TV for a while, which was kind of odd. So and now with the Niners, we just saw you guys five seasons ago four years ago in the in the championship game. So I, I, I come I come with respect. I come in peace. I have great respect for the Chief Kingdom.
1: I got great respect for San Francisco as a team where Brock Purdy has made 26 starts in his NFL career, and they've won 21 of them. Yeah. This has been the second-best team in the NFL behind Kansas City. Let's start with Brock Purdy because he seems to be one of the more polarizing players in the National Football League. There are some people, you remember they were calling him Joe Montana and Tom Brady at one point this season. There's some people who think he's, uh, thinks he stinks. You have got a chance to see every pass that Brock Purdy has thrown. How do you feel about San Francisco's young QB? Well, I
2: I go back to when he was drafted as the last pick in the draft, and he was drafted in Las Vegas, Nevada when the draft was here a couple of years ago in 22, and he was the last pick, obviously, Mr. Irrelevant in 262. Now, we could see it right away, organized team activities, mini camps, training camp. Whoa, this guy reads progressions. He goes through it, boom, 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 ball out. And then when he got to play in the preseason, you saw it. And then when, you know, Trey Lance got hurt and Jimmy got hurt, he jumped right in in the middle of a game against Miami. They had a cover zero blitz in a third and ten. And he told Kittle, you know, cut your route off a little shorter. You're the hot. They're going to bring cover zero blitz in my face. Got him the ball, and they just rolled. And then this year he got hurt last year in the championship game. So um, I love the guy. My nickname for him is Big Brain Brock. Look at the brain on Brock. Because he's, he's six feet, five-eighths, seven-inch tall. He's got small hands. He doesn't throw the ball the way Patrick does. But he processes information incredibly quickly. His cognitive test, the S2 test they, they give you when you come into the NFL, uh, he scored in the in the almost 100 percentile, very high 90s, where you know, people like Drew Brees, other quick thinkers, I'm sure Patrick is there as well. Now, uh, Patrick has the uber talent. And the whippy arm, and Brock has to make up for it by, uh, you know, being ahead of the game, seeing the field, anticipating throws, which he does. So we feel I feel great about him in this game. The games where he struggled, though, take the rain games out when he had our time gripping and ripping it. Teams do come with middle pressure on him. Chris Jones, you know, lining up over our right guard, John Feliciano, and Brock being a, a right-handed quarterback in the midline behind the center throws right over the right guard. And then, you know, all of our in-breaking routes, the Kittle over the middle, the Debo dig, the Iuke slant, the McCaffrey choice route, the Texas route where he cuts it back. I'm sure Nick Bolton and Tranquil and those guys will be choking off the middle. So it'll be a great matchup, obviously, with Brock and his brain. How does he read Spags's post-snap, not just the pre-snap, when they're lining up. When they snap the ball, they rock and roll out of that. Will Justin Reed come flying down and make it an eight-man box? Will he go from an eight-man box out and rock and roll out of it? You know, Brock's got to be able to see it pre-snap, get in the right call, and then more importantly, when it's post-snap, now how do they all adjust on what Spaggs is doing?
1: Right now we're joined by the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers taking a closer look at Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. What do you see as a key or maybe the biggest key to a Niners win? Because I'm looking at it, I would have voted for Christian McCaffrey to win MVP. I understand that it is a quarterback award, and Lamar was great down the stretch. But I think from week one until the end of the season, I thought McCaffrey was the best and most consistent player in the league. I think McCaffrey probably needs to have 125 total yards and probably two touchdowns. Like, he needs to win Super Bowl MVP to me for San Francisco to win this game. What keys do you think are to a San Francisco You're on it.
2: I mean, yeah, but if you're Steve Spagnuolo, what's the first thing you're trying to do?
1: Take him out of the game. (laughs) Take 23 out.
2: So we're going to load the box. Now, they they play a lot of two-man with a two-safety shell high, like I was talking about earlier, with Edwards and Reed, 20 and 21, 21 and 20. Um, but, you know, the Buffalo game, Buffalo ran on Kansas City in the first half. They started to come down, and they've got fast linebackers. You can believe it's Those blitzes are not always blitzes on pass plays to sack the quarterback. They're run blitzes. And you bring those two guys, Bolton and Tranquil, they were running back numbers, and they run like running backs. I look at Bolton. He only runs a four six. I'm like, damn, I think he's faster than Marcus Allen wearing 32 in red. I mean, they come downhill and they stuff the run. Well, Willie Gay play in this game. So I think Spags is going to ch- shut down the run game, especially in the early down, the mixed downs. Now, if Brock sees a loaded box, you know, we run it against loaded boxes, too. We can go, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, double tights, and just run it at you. And I think we're going to run the ball that Chris Jones in this game. He's a great pass rusher. He's an indifferent run player. When you double team him, He'll stand straight up, and you can ride him out. So I I think we're going to try to run at 95, but uh, they're going to have 32, 23, 20 coming down. They're going to slam the run game right behind it. So, you know, if we just cannot run the ball, and they stuff McCaffrey, and Christian's tough, even when it's well blocked, he'll get more. But this, you know, they're going to load up and take him away. You're going to have to make throws as well to win this game, and your corners are obviously... You know, McDuffie's a great player. Sneed's a great player. You know, Watson, when you bring 35 in, is a great player. So, you know, even number two can play Williams. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But that's, they all know that. So then how do we adjust when Spag starts loading that box? And he's saying what you're saying. McCaffrey's the best player in the league. Everything runs through McCaffrey. So we're going to take McCaffrey out of this game.
1: Right now we're joined by Greg Papa. He is the play-by-play voice for the San Francisco 49ers, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City and San Francisco. Greg, I've got my questions about the San Francisco defense. I didn't have many of them over the course of the regular season. I mean, these two defenses, so Kansas City allowed 294 points. San Francisco allowed 298. So these two defenses wow.
2: were, were pretty I'm comparable. I'm stealing that note, by the way. You can
1: have that one. These two defenses were pretty comparable through over the course of the season. They were not comparable in the postseason. What happened to San Francisco's defense? What's changed the last Well, weeks? when you
2: go back and do the breakdown, you know, I'd take it from when Talano Hufunga, our safety all-pro last year, got hurt. And Jair Brown's played well. He's missed some games. Logan Ryan's mixed in. I think with Hufunga, he's the guy like I was talking about with Justin Reed that just comes down and slams the run, sometimes blitzes off the edge, an extra edge setter. So losing Hufunga hurt us, and then... You know, there were games. They go back and watch the Cleveland game early in the year. Bill Callahan, their great offensive line coach, now he's with his son, Brian, who got a head coaching job in the NFL in Carolina. They ran what's, you know, the old days, they call it a, 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 a toss crack. Now it's a pin in a pole where an outside receiver or tight end cracks down on the defensive end. They pull the tackle and the guard out. They, they, they ran that play all year against us. We couldn't stop it early in the year. And now that we've lost Cleveland Furrow, our defensive end, who was starting opposite of Nick Bosa, the former Raider, high draft pick, um, Chase Young's been playing more in that spot, and they're picking on him. They're they're ear holding him. The way our ends come up the field, it's a wide nine. They just get up the field, and so if you have a, a, a wide receiver, tight end, you know Watson can do it for you. Eighty four, he's a good blocker. He's a big guy, or you just know, send you know you can send either one of the tight ends. Uh, the receivers, whoever, and he's just getting up the field and all of a sudden you got a, a wide receiver just ear them, him, cracking him. That's the pin, and then you run that side and you bring the tackle and the guard out. Now all of a sudden you got two mammoth men pulling and you're getting to the edge. So our run defense has not been good. They picked on us all year with that play. Cleveland showed them with Bill Callahan how to do it, and then teams just kept doing it. Green Bay would do it with a different action, They would do it with a play called a flip 90, where you fake the jet sweep motion going one way, and you flip the back going the other way. Aaron Jones got the edge that way. Obviously, uh, Detroit trampled us early in the game. They ran a Z-reverse with Jamison Williams, their fast receiver, getting out to the edge, and we were sloppy on the backside, and he ran for a touchdown. What Andy does so well is that jet sweep motion. Remember the game we played you last year in October at Levi's? McCole Hardman had three touchdowns, all in the same action. Whether it's a jet pass or a jet sweep, it's a jet sweep when the quarterback's under center. And he turns and hands it. It's a jet pass when the quarterback's in the gun and he flips it to you. Either way, he scored three touchdowns, all going to Nick Bosa's side. They didn't block Bosa; they influence blocked him where he thought he's getting blocked. His the footwork of the lineman. and he reads a genius in offensive football, and in particular, offensive line nuance. So how is he going to get to the edge on us? Is he going to run pin and pull, t- toss cracks? Maybe. I know he's going to run jet sweeps. So whatever it is, your, your offense is sophisticated. Andy's over there, by the way, the fat Andy Reid here. <laughs> he's, hey, he heard me talking about him. <laughs> Could and you can, be coaching your team, Coach? What are you doing here?
1: And the, fake and the Andy, Andy
2: impersonator. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But anyway, um, we'll see how it all Now, we got to set the edge. We, now, if you start setting the edge too much, they're gonna run Pacheco inside. That's the yin and the yang. Where they've been watching tape, we all have. We know where the weakness is, they're gonna attack it. and we're gonna stop that. We don't worry. If you're gonna beat us on the edge, then you know, Chase Young set the edge. All right now. He's out wide, he's setting the edge. We'll lift him right underneath and they'll run Pacheco right under him. So that it's it's the like I was talking pre snap, post snap. You have thoughts how you wanna do it in the game? And then, you know, you have to adjust when the game gets played.
1: Let me get you two more questions, and I'll right. get you out of here. The yeah. first question is about Patrick Mahomes. You mentioned that you were the play-by-play voice for the Raiders for 20 years. Now you're in San Francisco. You have seen all the great quarterbacks of the last 30, 35 years. Where does Patrick Mahomes rank on your list?
2: Pure skill? Damn. I don't know. I mean, I see John Elway in him. Um, Randall Cunningham is a great thrower. Um Dan Marino, Joe Namath, when I was a kid with no knees and flicked the ball 60 yards. He's uh, he's amazing. He's uh, coming out of college. I didn't like him. I thought he was reckless and he held the ball down low and throwing sidearm. What's he doing? He's, he's uber talented. And now, beyond that, the talent's obvious. It's the... Um, it's the mind, the way he's able to manage the game like a great player. I got to go in two minutes.
1: All right, I'll get you out of here with this last question. Then we ask everybody this question: Give me your Chiefs' win if scenario. Give me your Niners' win if scenario.
2: The Niners is McCaffrey and us. And not only McCaffrey, it could be Elijah Mitchell, it could be Debo Samuel. If you're loading up on McCaffrey, we have something called Eleven Tyson, which is you know Debo's given name is Tyson. But Kyle Shanahan can't pronounce it, so it's 11 Tyson. <laughs> and they, 11 personnel, Debo comes in motion and lines up in the backfield, Deadpool, they call it. If Debo could be a runner and get to the edge, if you're keen on McCaffrey, we'll send McCaffrey one direction. Three guys go with McCaffrey, we go the other direction. So I think just overall volume of runs. Can we run the ball 30 times? We run the ball 30 times, we win. And then on the other side, what do we do with Kelsey? You know, how to look for possibility of Charverius Ward in certain situations on third down that he's the guy who follows Kelsey around with that length, the fact that he knows him a I don't think they practice much against each other. He's our best cover corner. Your best, Rasheed Rice is good, but on third down, we know where Mahomes is going. He's going to 87. What if we put seven right over him?
1: That is the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers, Greg Papa, joining us Thank on the show so today. Much, Greg, thanks a good lot for to your you, insight.